Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school. Rock school with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Northwestern Incorporated Motion Pictures and Recording Plant in Portland, Oregon. And by the way, if you go to the building, there's a plaque. In fact, there's a second plaque. Why? Because the first plaque got stolen. Class is in. It's the Rock School Radio Show right here on the Rock School Radio Network. Hi, over there across the table. You look nice today. It's uh, it's nothing but a weekend day. Why are you all dressed up so nicely there? What's your name first off? My name is Tammy. Yeah, I know that. You're all over the board. I am. I'm all over the board. But why are you all dressed up so nicely today? You... I don't know. Black looks dressed up when it's not. Oh, I see. And you're kind of polka dotty today. That's very nice. Yep. You know what I never seem to do? We'll uh, we'll be doing a show, and right in the middle of the show, I'll say something like, oh, that'll make a good show. And then I never actually follow through and do said show. Okay. I don't even write it down, which is probably dumb because it would help me make more shows this time i'm gonna follow through with one of them i guess it was two or three shows ago during seven days and 70 seconds a thing we do at the bottom of the hour yep i was talking about i don't know what it was but somehow louie louie came up in the fbi's investigation into it yes and i looked at you and i said you know that would make a good show and it, it really stuck in my head because, uh, no, you wrote it down. Uh, that's probably it, yeah. Uh, I've lectured on Louie Louie, and I have also in a secondary lecture, which was done for the uh, library and some big grant, what have you, on Chicano Rock, I lectured on Louie Louie there. So I have all this Louie Louie stuff in my head. Ooh, let it out. Let I it know. Out. If you don't, it becomes gas. And I thought, why don't we take a show and tell the story of Louie Louie? Because most people have it in their head that Louie Louie is the Kingsman. It's only the Kingsman. And it's a story of the FBI sticking its nose in where it doesn't belong. But there's a whole lot more to the song Louie Louie than just those couple of things. And not every song has this wonderful, colorful background. So what do you say we talk for an hour about Louie Louie? Hmm? I agree. Let's okay. do it. So most people would think, okay, good. Play the Kingsman's Louie Louie. Oh, no, no, no. We got to get to it. Back in 1955, there was this guy named Richard Berry, who is actually the author of Louie Louie, and he's from New Orleans, where we happen to be sitting right this very second. He was a part of a whole bunch of different groups in the Chicano Rock section of L.A., right near Whittier Boulevard. 
Have I done a show on Chicano rock? I don't, not here. Well, I know, we'll I know you have it that. at school, but I don't think you have here. Well, one Write night. Write that down. Yeah. One night, he's playing with a group called the Rhythm Rockers, which uh-huh. is uh, really a popular, popular group in the Chicano rock world of the 1950s. And through the wall, he hears either live or on record, which I never kind of got a hold of, he hears Rene Tuzet's Loco Chacha. It's playing, it says here what I copied, that it's playing live, but I've also heard that he heard it playing on a record. And what he did was write down an idea for a song on the only paper that happened to be written you know, or at least lying around. Available, yeah. Right, and it was toilet paper. Uh-uh. I get it. It's the first bit of Louie Louie was written on a toilet paper, but the thing is, you write on what you have, and you say, Joe, you're making that up. Oh, no, that comes right from Richard Berry from a 1989 radio interview. Okay, so what's Loco Cha-Cha? Sometimes it's written as El Loco Cha-Cha. Would you like to hear it? I need to hear it, absolutely. As, as you listen to it, you're going to hear Louie Louie inside of it. I'll be the judge of that. This is an hour of Louie Louie today here on Rock School. Well, there's Rene Tuzet's El Loco Cha-Cha. Do you think that he just flat out stole it? He he more than stole it. (laughs) He would be so sued today. Yeah, today he might have had a lawsuit brought against him. But back then, no, everything was uh, everything was okay. It was that okay was just to take someone else's tune, huh? Uh, apparently. Uh, I also would think that El Loco Cha-Cha might have been based on uh, a lot of... And again, remember, I lectured on Chicano rock. Right. Uh, El Loco Cha-Cha may have been, and I don't know this for a fact, uh, sort of based on traditional Chicano or Mexican music. So even that rhythm may not have been an original. But still, that's where it was taken from. Again, directly from Richard Berry's mouth. Different time, different place. Okay, now why Louie? Yeah, why? Why Louie? Well, he, Richard Berry, needed a two-syllable name. Louie, Johnny, Freddie, Joey, Harry, what have you. And it says specifically from a 1989 interview with him that he riffed off of Johnny Mercer's song, One For My Baby, One More For The Road. It's a slow, lamenting, (laughs) torch song. There's no rifting, is there? Right. Where this guy is talking to a bartender. He's upset about his girlfriend. The bartender has a name. Yeah, I know. His name is... Joe. Joe. Yeah. Right, you know the song. I do. Okay. Well, he, the uh, the guy who wrote it, Richard Berry, needed a two-syllable name. Joe wouldn't have worked. Joey would have, though. Joey would have, but he guess he didn't want to be that specific. And so Joey. He, so Yo, he went, right? Joey. So he went with Louie. Gotcha. There you go. Okay. There's how it put together. And by the way, the song name, according to Richard Berry, is Louie Louie without a comma between the two Louis. He said, when you write it, do not put a comma between them because the, the the grammar, he said, does not call for a comma. Now, those of you who are grammar Nazis, I'm very sorry, but, and I know what you're going to say, yes, it does. 
in the realm of grammar. Shut up. This is music. This is the way it goes. Do you want to hear Johnny Mercer's song, One for My Baby? I do. Oh, it's a torch song. It sounds like this on Rock School. It's quarter to three. There's no one in the place except you and me. So set him up, Joe, that little Freddy can't carry his load. Just make it one for my baby and one more for the road that long, long road. That long Johnny Mercer, one for my baby, one more for the road, where the bartender is Joe, but in the case of Louie Louie, the bartender's name is Louie. That make that song makes me want to have like an old woman drink. Does it? An old, old fashioned? Old drink. Yeah, with, yeah. A, with an orange cut and a little umbrella. And probably a cigarette. I, oh. I, I'm just saying, right? Ah, you want yourself a cigarette without without any filter on the end of but it. But I also need it to be in black and white. Yeah, so, so the whole time you're, you're smoking it going... Bleh. spitting out those little pieces of tobacco okay so finally you get louis louis sung by richard berry and so people are saying okay come on this is a show about louis louis play louis louis well i can't play louis louis yet and the reason is louis louis wasn't the a side of the single i know in today's download society it who cares what the single was well back then in 1955 it mattered when a little 45 record went out to disc jockeys and what have you, there was what was known as an A-side or what was known as a plug side. Right. And the plug side was the most important side. So what was on the A-side? You are my sunshine. Louie Louie was the other side. And I know what you're thinking. You are my sunshine. Am, am I, am my I thinking wrong? My only sunshine. You're really wrong. And that's not the song. I am? Yeah, you are. You want to hear the, the A side? I do. Okay, here you go. Richard Berry. This was the A side. Louie Louie was on the back. Don't scratch the album when and you it, put the needle down, right. babe. And it took a major disc jockey to go, okay, that sucks. Or a 10, 12-year-old kid who no, bought the record. No, no, we know who did it. We do? We yes, do? we know who did it. But here was, here was supposed to be the hit. You Are My Sunshine. Here you go, Richard Berry here on Rock School. You are my sunshine. I can see you looking at me. Oh, I see you looking at me. Well, I know what, I know I'm what you're doing. I'm staring a hole right through you right yeah, now. Because it really is. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. With a rocking beat. Right. It's a complete redo of the song, Tammy. It's, it's a not, good, re, it's a good re, redo. It was. I love the harmony right at the beginning. I really do. And again, back in 1955. Stop judging me. I'm, why, why would I judge you? You've got you? judgy eyes. I do. I have judgy eyes. But that has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the children. 
the the idea of recording it all of that fancy harmony at the beginning yes you couldn't double and triple track that that was done live it was fantastic it really was i understand why that was a good side side a but it never got played. I don't understand that. There was a guy in Los Angeles. Remember, this guy that wrote the song, uh, Louie Louie, Richard Berry, was in the Chicano side of Los Angeles. He was out at Whittier Boulevard. So he wasn't over where all the big pretty buildings were. He was on the other side of the, uh, you know, the tracks. That's not the way of putting it, but yeah. that's where he was. So what happened was there was a, a a disc jockey by the name of Hunter Hancock. He was really the the hip AM DJ at the time, and Hunter Hancock was sort of the the knowledge man of music. And so what Hunter Hancock did was listen to it and go, oh, you know, it's 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 you are my sunshine, and flipped it over, and said, goodness goodness me, we now have a hit. The thing is, it was only kind of a Menza Menza hit. It never went nationally. I know what you're thinking. The Kingsman heard it and bada bing, yeah. now we've got Louie Louie. Right. Not so. Okay. Not so how, whatsoever. How many years later? Well, it wasn't very long after, but the fact still remains. You have to get Richard Berry's song out there. It has to be heard by yet another person called Rockin' Roberts. That has to get played, and we'll do that in just a second. But first, you want to hear the original? Yeah. Of course you do. Here's the B-side of You Are My Sunshine, Louie Louie, and the whole concept of the show of Rock School. Coming into the first break, there's Louie Louie. He did not have a hit with that. Is that what you're telling me? He had a regional hit in the Los Angeles and the Pacific Northwest area, which is what's needed. Okay. It's one of these things where if you if you look back at time, it's so easy for us today to lay today over history. Yeah. But you can't. You have to look at how things happened he had to have that regional hit so someone else heard him, re-recorded it, and then the Kingsmen have to My hear it. gosh, the process is so hard. Yeah, well, that's it's the painful. thing. Normally, it's here's a group, the group writes a song, the group records a song, it becomes a hit, it doesn't become a hit. Louie Louie has such a wonderful little history because I was only going to talk about the FBI and my goodness, it's cursing and it's telling weird lyrics. The thing is, the background of the song is so absolutely wonderful. Well, in the original song, this original version is wonderful. Is good. But between the Kingsmen and the the one that you know by Richard Berry that yeah, I just what, played. What, what happens? Well, you have to have Rockin' Roberts and the Whalers re-record it because they give, in 1960, that's about four and a half years later... That gives the the idea of, okay, let's give it to him right now and into the guitar solo. So we have to play that for you. Who's listening to us? And we'll come back. We'll do Rockin' Roberts real quick into the Kingsman Louie Louie that everybody knows. All right. It's going to be KPVL in Decorah, Iowa. Superb. Coming back in just a minute with Rockin' Roberts, who's, by the way, out of Seattle. Remember, again, we needed this to be a regional hit. Oh, I know where we are. So Rockin' Roberts can hear it. Yep. All right. Back in a minute here on Rock School. 
coming out of the break. Let's go to 1960. Remember, the original was 1955. It's 1960. Seattle's Rockin' Roberts and the Railers re-record their song, giving the line, okay, let's give it to him right now. <laughs> You want some bad news? I know. Don't I no, sound stupid? You, no, you sound just like it. Do I? Uh, Roberts was killed in an automobile accident in 1967. Oh, now I feel bad. So he did get to see the re-record by the Kingsman. Okay, cool. And got to see what his thing. So they don't. The Kingsman don't re-record Richard Berry's version. They re-record Rock and Roberts' version. Gotcha. But he doesn't get any money because he wasn't the author of the song. And oh. to be be honest with you, be honest with you, Richard Berry doesn't get any money. Oh, why? Why? Because he signed it away, and I'll no. tell you why. Here you go, Rockin' Roberts here on Rock School. <laughs> A band out of Portland, Oregon called the Kingsmen finally record the version we know today. Want to hear it? I do want to hear it. It was recorded at Northwestern Incorporated Motion Pictures and Recording Plant in Portland, Oregon. And by the way, if you go to the building, there's a plaque. In fact, there's a second plaque. Why? Uh Because the first plaque got stolen. Believe it or not, the Louie Louie that you know (laughs) was done in one take. Get out. One shot. And on top of that, the vocal, you know how he's real high? Yeah. He's kind of screaming. Uh Uh-huh. The vocal is said to sound as it does because the microphone was set too high for the lead singer, Jack Ely, and he had to get up on his toes in order to sing. Is that true? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, but why let the facts get in the way of a good story? We gotta go, Louie Louie. This is the one you know. It's the Kingsmen on Rock School. There it is. There's Louie Louie. That's the one you know. That's, That's the, the one, one I dance to at every wedding. There you go. That's true. Every single wedding. If you don't play it, I'm not having a good time. It hit number two on the charts and stayed there for six weeks straight. In case you're wondering, the songs that defeated it were by The Singing Nun and Bobby Vinton. Take that, Kingsman. Really? Yeah. Oh, I had everything Bobby Vinton ever wrote. Okay. Now, you think to yourself that it would make sense that because it's become a monstrous hit at this point, and it is a national hit, it's because that, you know, Richard Berry wrote it and he got really, really rich. Yeah. No, as a matter of fact, he did not. He took a $750 buyout to flip records. Now, remember, $750 at the time was a lot of money, so he's not an idiot about doing it. And the thing is, it, it you know, it 
did okay for him. What do you mean flip and $750 to flip records? What do you mean? Flip records was a record like Columbia records or oh, okay. Records. okay. Yeah. Flip records said. I uh, thought you, you know, meant, you know, they were flipping the record from side A to side B. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Flip records was just the name of it. Gotcha. And they said, we'll give you 750 if you walk away from it. Oh, and he was yeah. a songwriter and he said, yeah, sure. I'll take it. You would do that. Yeah, but he didn't know it was going to be huge. Now, here's the problem. Uh Up until a certain point, the Kingsman only sold 600 copies of Louie Louie and thought that it was a joke until something happened. Oh, as yeah? soon as we do seven days and 70 seconds, I'll come back. I'll tell you what happened well, to the song. Well, let's do it then. We come haven't on. even gotten to the FBI Oh, my yet. gosh. Let's get there. Seven days, seven seconds. I'm Joe Burns. You are. I am Tammy Burns. These are the rock and roll dates, February 27th all the way through March 5th. Something that happened on each one of these days. Tammy's got Monday. Go, darling. February 27th, 2005, Jamie Foxx wins a Best Actor Oscar for his portrayal of Ray Charles in the movie Ray. Formed right here and filmed right here in New Orleans, Louisiana. February 28th, 1991, Curtis Mayfield Day is declared in Los Angeles. March 1st, 1974, Queen began their first tour as headliners with the show at Blackpool's Winter Gardens. March 2nd, 2014, 20 Feet from Stardom, which we watched, a film about backup singers featuring Darlene Love and Lisa oh, Fisher. So sad. Wins the Oscar for Best Documentary. March 3rd, 1980, Sotheby's holds their first Sotherbees. Oh, that's right. Sotherbees. Thank yeah. you. Sotherbees. Or Sotherbees. That's fine. Oh, shut up. Sotherbees holds their first auction of rock. Say this word for me. Memorabilia. Ooh, nice. Thank you. Four dollar bills signed by the Beatles sell for five hundred and twenty-eight dollars. I wish I had that. March fourth, nineteen ninety-three. Four hundred hopefuls audition for the dance group that will become known as the Spice Girls. They are given one minute each to sing and dance. And then on March 5, 1960, Elvis Presley is officially discharged from active duty in the U.S. Army. He will be on reserve for more than four years, but he served his time. You can never take that away. You mean he'll be on reserve for four more years. That's right, but uh, he served his time. You can never say that he didn't do it. No, I love him. Yep. Okay, I told you before the, the, the little 7 days and 70 seconds thing there that the record had only sold 600 copies, yeah. which was really their friends and family. You know, I get 500 copies of each one of my albums, and I can give them away. That's, there's nothing to that. Right. However, Boston, and again, it's, it's the opposite side of the United States. Boston. Boston's biggest DJ, Arnie Ginsberg, is given the record by a Seattle pitchman, and thought, well, that's kind of cute, and puts it on his program as the worst record of the week. Oh, no. The thing is, it takes off. Now, here's the concern over okay. it. At the exact same time that the Kingsman's Louie Louie is out there, yeah. do you know Paul Revere and the Raiders? Yes. Kicks just keep getting harder to find. I love right? them. Yeah. They, rec- they recorded a song, Louie Louie, their own version of the Louis Richard Berry turn. Right. So here's the problem. You now had the Kingsmen and Paul Revere and the Raiders. So you had Columbia Records, who was in charge of Paul Revere and the Raiders, pounding their version of Louie Louie. And you had Ginsburg 
playing this worst record of the week, except people really started to dig it. So all the money that Columbia was spending was kind of worthless because the audience made the decision and chose the Kingsman over Paul Revere and the Raiders and Columbia stopped pitching it. Oh, ain't radio fun. And you think I'm lying? Here's Paul Revere and the Raiders, Louie Louie on Rock School. Rock you, woman. It's a Louie Louie time. the second break. Now, why did the FBI get involved in Louie Louie? I don't remember. Well, it wasn't just, as a lot of people have in their minds, a mother getting upset and sending a letter to the Attorney General, (laughs) then Robert Kennedy. That's what a lot of people believe. And it wasn't really that. Believe it or not, according to the people who are in the Kingsman, there's an F-bomb in the, the song Louie Louie at about 54 seconds. Drummer Lynn Easton drops his stick and yells the F-bomb. You know what? I don't believe it as far as I can throw the band. Have you slowed it down to try to find it? Yeah. I, you can't you don't it? even have to slow it down. You can hear it. And the guy goes, ugh. It's just a, it's a garage band and people are going woo and yeah and and just making noise. Yeah. That concept of dropping an F-bomb is stuck in there after all of this crud with the FBI started. I'm of the opinion it's a good story, but it's a lie because I have listened and listened and listened and it is not an F-bomb. So if you want to listen to it, I'm not going to keep playing it because you know what's going to happen? People are going to think I dropped an F-bomb on this radio show. No. The thing is, it's not. When you listen to it, it's no more an F-bomb than me going, boogada, 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 boogada. Oh my gosh, he said an F-bomb. It's no more, I think it's just a cute way of selling the song after this thing went nuts. It was a good story. So here's what happened, as is often the case, because the lyrics have loopy stuff. Kids went nuts and they began saying, you know what I think the lyrics say? It says this. You know what I think the lyrics say? Yeah. And what do you think 16 to 18 year old kids are going to say the lyrics are made up of? Sex. Drugs, rock and roll, Satan. Sex, sex, Yeah, you got to believe it. Yep. The story then goes, a letter is sent off to Attorney General Robert Kennedy and mom who wrote the lyrics, who wrote down the letter, had some basis. Why? Mm. Because the kids were having fun with it. Oh, dear. Dumb 16-year-old kids think everything's about sex. And, you know, when they get to be adult, they'll figure out that, yeah, everything's about sex. So we got to take a break. Mom needed a job. Oh, mom needed, mom needed, yeah, you're right, a job. She wouldn't have time to do that if she had to work. A job. Oh, right. Yeah, that's what she needed. Okay. Go ahead. What, uh, who's listening to us? Well, get you out of this. A job. Shut up. WMCE. Uh, in Erie, PA. They job. work in Erie, you know. Yeah, a job. Okay, back uh, in a minute here on Rock School.
coming out of the break. Wait, a, stop, stop. What's the matter? I'm writing a letter. About what song? I don't know. I'm just going to pick one and write a letter. There's, uh, go ahead. Pick a rap song. They're not even clever anymore. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, go not. ahead. Dear Attorney General, whoever Trump picked. I don't even remember. <laughs> I'm so uninterested in this whole Trump thing. Dear. Oh, stop. Stop with dear, the politics. Dear whoever Trump picked. I'm upset about a song. Yeah, go on, get lost. Which is what they should have said to the mother. I'm I'm looking here at the letter that arrived at Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy's office from a mother that was positive her daughter was listening to filthy lyrics. And if you wish to go see this, you can see it. The Freedom of Information Act got the letter re-released. The thing is, it blocked out the name of the woman who wrote the letter, which is fair. People are going to be jerks to her. Right. Well, she writes, I would like to see these people, the artists, uh, the record company, and the promoters prosecuted to the full extent of the law. How can we stamp out this menace? Okay, so Kennedy investigates this, and he closes the case in May of 1964, stating there are no dirty lyrics inside of Louie Louie. Well, we're done, right? Yes, absolutely. Wrong. In June of 1965, a parent contacts FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover. (gasps) My assumption is it's not just a parent, it's the right parent. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Oh, sure. Asking whether the unintelligible lyrics constituted a subliminal type of perversion, and he reopens the case. Whereas he he should have said, get out of my office with this. I'm really busy. We ain't got time for this, lady. Right. So many bands have redone Louie Louie. Here you go. Black Flag. Really? Henry Rollins? Yeah. Black (laughs) Flag. Louie Louie on Rock School. So what did you think of Black Flag's version of Louie Louie? Did that suck? <laughs> was that on a scale of suckage? No, that was Black Flag. That's what they did. I mean, Black Flag was a, a hardcore metal band, so they changed the songs to sort of fit them. That was Henry Rollins. That's the kind of stuff they did. I, I feel like writing a letter now. <laughs> Okay, once again, a letter was written in 65, June of 65, to uh, J. Edgar Hoover, and he reopened the case to the point where he even brought in Richard Berry, the original author, and asked him what it said. And Richard Berry was found to be, quote, innocent. At least his version was found to be innocent. Then, in late 65, the FBI decided to have a series of FBI agents listen to the song and they wrote three separate sets of lyrics and they're dirty as anything. All I can think is that these FBI agents had some repressed problem or mother issues or something. Sounds like a great game, doesn't it? If you want, you can go online and find these very easily or go to the Rock School radio show website, which is simply selu.edu slash rock school and you will find the uh, the devil is in the lyrics, I believe, is the name of the speech that I did. And I, I play for you 
each one of the FBI's three segments or what they thought Louis Louie was about. I'm just going to read for you what they think, and this is only one of three. Here's what they think it says. A Louis Louis, oh no, grab her way down low. Uh, and then it says unintelligible. This fine little girl is waiting for me. She's just a girl across the way. Then I take her alone. She's never the girl I blank at home. Are you kidding me? Uh, second verse, tonight at 10, I'll blank. Her again will blank. Your girl and oh, by the way, and on that chair, I'll blank. Her there, I felt my blank. Oh, in her hair. Mommy wasn't there. Oh, you gotta be kidding. These people are sick. The lyrics so blatantly (laughs) don't say this. And you know what would have solved this very quickly? Uh, Ask somebody what the lyrics say. Right. Hi. uh, Excuse me. Is this the Kingsman? Yeah, this is the FBI. What are the lyrics to your song? Done. We're complete. Wow. Finally, in late 1965, the FBI closed the case. An investigator concluded that there was, quote, no evidence of a violation of the Federal Interstate Transportation of Obscene Matters statute. However, the Kingsmen were never cleared of charges. Oh. Some of the band members have died. They died under investigation of the FBI. Wow. Are you insane? Wrong, wrong, wrong. The lyrics were never found to be obscene, just unintelligible. Are you kidding me? Goodness. Here you go, Iggy Pop. That's right. Iggy Pop did it too. Louie Louie on Rock School. Yeah. break and we gotta click along Thank did you enjoy God. did you enjoy the story of the song I'm Louie exhausted. Louie? isn't it fun though people will get so upset over a song here are some more interesting facts about Louie Louie in 1985 the state of Washington wanted to make it the state song and it got shot down because why it has obscene lyrics no it doesn't there's a celebration of international Louie Louie day every year on April 11th if you'd like why April 11th? I don't know. Can don't we do know. it? Huh? Know. Sure. Huh? Huh? Can we please? The annual Louis Louis Parade is in Philadelphia from uh, 1985 <laughs> to 1989. It's since stopped. Oh. The Louis Fest is in Tacoma, Washington from 2003 to 2012. It has since stopped. It, come on, guys. And there is an ongoing Louis Louis Parade Festival that keeps going on in Peoria, Illinois. So, Go, Illinois. God bless Peoria, Illinois. All right. And a lot of people are of the opinion that this is the most covered song in rock history. Now, the record, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, is in the hand of Paul McCartney for the song Yesterday. However, you have to look at not only recorded sessions, but songs that are done by bar bands and things like that. Yeah. And Louie Louie simply takes over. Do y'all play this? We play like a little goofy Dude, version no. of it. We've mm-hmm. never played it live. <gasps> 
We've never played Why? it live. Wouldn't you know, that be fun? You know everybody loves this song. Yeah, it would be fun. You know what would be really fun? Is to sing the lyrics that the FBI oh, thinks are real. Oh, that would be a hoot. Yeah. You know the song Brother Louie by the Stories? Yeah. Louis. Do you know why Louie no. is called Louie? Louis, because Louis, of Louie Louie. Louis. That's the song. Right. He's called Louie because of the Kingsman's Louie Louie. Oh, Louis. and that yeah. song is perfection. It's really good, isn't it? Oh, you're now, playing that one now? You know Stories, that, that song, song by the Stories? That was a remake. It was originally done by a British group called Hot Chocolate. Oh, I love Hot Chocolate. Would you like to hear Hot Chocolate's version? Oh, yeah. Let's finish on that one. Rock and roll, There man. you go, Hot Chocolate's version. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. Louie Louie on Rock School. That's it. Class is dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>